what is up it is your girl tanique and i'm back on serve that neighbor with another episode unfoolish and so what do you mean unfoolish like huh i'm foolish with christ because christ tells us to not lean on our own understanding to not lean on our own knowledge because he will he's the way the life and the truth and he will direct our path so the only way that we can become unfoolish is through christ without christ we are foolish but with christ we are unfoolish so right now i am in the book deuteronomy chapter one and i'm going to be reading from 26 to 33 the name of this uh of verse 26 is israel's rebellion against the lord but you rebelled against the command of the lord your god and refused to go in you complained in your tents and said the lord must hate us that's why he has brought us here from egypt to hand us over to to the amorites to be slaughtered where can we go our brothers have demoralized us with their report tell us the people of the land are taller and more powerful than we are and their towns are large with walls rising high into the sky we even saw giants there the descendants of Anak. but i said to you don't be shocked or afraid of them the lord your god is going ahead of you um verse 30 he will fight for you just as you saw him do in Egypt 31. And you saw how the Lord your God cared for you all along the way as you traveled through the wilderness. As a father cares for his child, now he has brought you to this place. Verse 32. But even after all he did, you refused to trust the Lord your God. Last verse 33 who goes before you looking for the best places to camp, guiding you with a pillar of fire by night and a pillar of cloud by day. So that wasn't that long. So starting at verse 26, it says, I'm going to repeat what it says. It says, but you rebelled against the command of the Lord your God and refused to go in. To say the Lord is trying me, or the Lord has somehow skipped over me, or the Lord doesn't love me because of who I am and what I've done is very is the very voice of rebellion against him. And I didn't know that myself. I didn't know that that was the very voice of rebellion, but that's exactly what it is because they refused him. They rebelled against him and then they go off to say that The Lord must hate us. Just like they say, oh, the Lord must skipped over me because I see um, the person beside me is getting blessed. And the person on the right of me is getting blessed. The person on the left of me is getting blessed. And the person on the right of me is getting blessed. But God hasn't blessed me. And that's just like saying that God has overlooked me. And then they go to say, that's why he has brought us from Egypt to hand us over to the Amorites. Now, why? What sense does that make? Why would God bring you out of slavery to take you to a place to set you up just to lose? That's not the type of God that I serve, and that, that'll never be the type of God that I serve. If that was the case, he would have just kept you in Egypt. Honestly, you know? So it's just like, 
Why would God take you out of one disaster just for you to go into another one and then thinking that he's going to forsake you? If God allowed that to happen, but also you got to understand that sometimes God doesn't always allow things. God doesn't always plant things in your life that is going to cause drama. Sometimes we are our own drama just by nature where we put ourselves in situations and predicaments that we don't have no control over. Now I understand when when you do have control over something and you still mess up. That's just the human in us. We're going to mess up. We're not going to be perfect. But to say that God has forsaken you or he hates you or he doesn't love you or he doesn't care about you because of what you've done that's the very voice of rebellion and that is the voice of the enemy and i rebuke that in the name of jesus christ right now so to go to verse 28 it says where can we go our brothers have demoralized us with their report they tell us the people of the land are taller and more powerful than we are and their towns are large with walls rising high into the sky we even saw giants there, the descendants of Anak. And so that says a lot about their faith and who they believe in. That's rebellion. Because now they're saying that they believe their brothers who was telling them negative things more than they believe God. And then it says a lot about who they listen to. So they believe that that the the so they believe that listening to their brothers and believing in their own eyes and what's going on is more accurate than their own father, than their own God. And so that's rebellion. When you believe against God, that's rebellion. When you listen against what God has said, that's rebellion. And so I just want to break down the definition of what rebellion is. So rebellion is the resistance to defiance of any authority, control, or tradition. So God is ultimately our authority. He controls everything and he is our tradition, but he is not the tradition that God makes. He has his own ways of doing things. So it's not the worldly tradition. So let's not get that confused. And then it also says a lot about how we view our God as such as an insignificant, that he is not as big as the things that is before us, that's rebellion. And that's the hands of the enemy. And I rebuke that right now. I denounce it. I denounce that spirit right now over you, over anybody who's listening. I denounce such rebellion. The rebellion spirit has to flee from you because Christ's love and his blood is over your life right now. I pray that over you right now. So re rebellion is a sense of foolishness, of not accepting what is right in front of you, but accepting ex ignorance instead. So I'm going to just repeat that. Rebellion is a sense of foolishness of not accepting what's right in front of you, accepting ignorance instead. Because everything that they were saying, everything that the Israelites were saying was full of ignorance. It didn't even make any type of logical sense what they were saying. Like, why would God take you out of one disaster to purposely put you in another disaster to set you up his own creation, his own creation. Like what satisfaction does God have by seeing his own creation fail? If, if I was to put something into, or if I'm, if, 
If I have enough common sense and enough love that if I'm putting a child into the earth that I would want to see them succeed and only see them succeed and nothing less, I would never try to set up my own children. That doesn't even make any sense. So they were accepting ignorance instead of accepting what God had already told them because he already told them before this that don't be afraid for I have gone before you. Okay, and so that's a sign of rebellion. And so to go on to verse 29, it says, but I said to you, yeah, and he clarifies it because he knew their hearts. So he was already he's making his he was making his name clear. He was letting them know. But I said to you, don't be shocked or afraid of them. The Lord, your God is going ahead of you. He will fight for you just as you saw him do in Egypt. And sometimes we can get so consumed about our worries and the enemy can try to manipulate our perspective that we're losing when we're actually winning. And he said, he said, hold up, just as you saw, saw him do in Egypt, just as you saw me do in Egypt and all you saw how the Lord, your God cared for you all along the way. Don't remember that I cared for you. All along the way, as you travel through the wilderness, just as a father cares for his child. Now he has brought you to a place. But even after all he did, you refuse to trust the Lord your God. And sometimes we can get so caught up in what we see and we don't see God. And just because we don't see him, that sometimes hinders our trust. Because I can't see you working right in front of me. So why have why do I need to trust something that I can't see? Because that's how the world has molded our minds to manipulate us to not trust what we what we can't see. But I ask God right now to pull the scales off of us, off of what culture and society has taught us. That right now we you're you're pulling the scales off of our minds, off of our perspective, off of what has been molded and conditioned in us to think, off of our hearts right now, dear Jesus, off of our spirits, that we will trust what we can't see because we can't what we can't see is a way higher than everything that we can. And I declare it right now in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. So I just wanted to break down verse 29. God gives clarity that doesn't Okay, God gives clarity. Don't be shocked or afraid of them. The Lord your God has gone ahead of you. He will fight for you just as you saw him do in Egypt. Do you not remember how he cared for you? Yes, yes, yes. Just just say the scripture over, over. Like somebody's really gonna, somebody's really absorbing this right now. I'm just gonna start from the beginning. God gives clarity that don't be shocked or afraid of them. Whoever it is, whether it be human, whether it be um, demonic warfare, whether it be anything, money, don't be afraid of them. The Lord your God has gone ahead of you. So he already knew what was going to happen before it even happened. Before you even knew what you was going to do, he already knew. He already had a plan. He had a he had a plan for, for the other plan, for the backup plans. He got plans for days, Okay. He already went ahead of you. He knew what you was going to do because he created you. So he knew where your heart was at, where your mind was at. He knew everything. He will fight for you just as you saw him do in Egypt, just as you saw him do in the past where you was down and out. And now you're here and you remember where you used to be and you're not there anymore. Just as he did that for you, he's going to do that now. He's he's the same as yesterday, today and forever. He will never change. Do you not remember how? 
how he cared for you all along the way as you traveled through the wilderness, just as your father cares for his own child. So if his own son went through trials and tribulations here on here on earth, why would we think we are an exception? I sometimes we we forget that. Like God says that you are my own children, but he God didn't even spare his own son. Let that sink in for a second. God didn't even spare his own son. So why do we think that we are the exceptions to trials and tribulations? Because actually God has done us a favor. Jesus has actually done us a favor because all the things that he's allowed to happen doesn't even to, doesn't even compare to how Christ was treated on the cross and beforehand. It doesn't even compare. So he he. He gives us a little bit of the punishment that God, that Jesus himself received, but it isn't even the full price of everything that Christ had to go through when he was here. And so I just want to go ahead and I already repeated um, verse. Verse, I think, 20, I already repeated the verses that I need to. Repeat, so I'm just going to go ahead and say that. So foolishness, which is rebellion, we're going to attach foolishness and rebellion hand in hand because they're best friends. They're always together. If you're entertaining foolishness, then somehow, some way you're going to be entertaining rebellion and then you're going to go against what God has told you or what God has shown you. So foolishness creates room for rebellion, little things that build up so just because it's just like a little a little bit of um a little bit of this a little bit of that oh it's it's not gonna it's not gonna bother it's not gonna pull me away from god it'd be the little things it's it's the needle that broke the camel's back and i think sometimes we think that the big things will affect us in a big way but the little things that accumulate also affect us in a big way So verse 32, he has specifically looked long and hard at your life and said it was okay for you to be there. Wherever you're at in your life right now, God could have put you any other place. Stop comparing yourself to what everybody else is doing because you don't know what they're doing to get there. He could have put them, he could have put you any other place, but he specifically looked long and hard and he put you right there. And he said, that's good. And you're thinking, no, that don't even sound right. You may think that don't even sound right, but God said, that's okay. And that doesn't mean he led you there because yeah, let's let's get that let's get that straight. Cause sometimes we may feel like God led us there, but sometimes we be leading our own selves. Can I get an amen on that? We be leading our own selves to places we don't even want to be in. We'll look back and we'll be like, how the heck I get here? I done got myself in a big old hole. So don't always think that sometimes God does lead you in a in a in a um in an indifferent position in your life, but sometimes we lead ourselves in an indifferent position. And so we need to know the difference because we as men, 
women as well. When I say men, I'm including women because you have, I mean, it's the same thing to me. It may not be the same thing. Women, men, it's, we're humans. So as humans, let me just, so we are. As humans, we mess up and we put ourselves in situations we have no business in or unknown trouble hits us, but he sees it because why he sees it. He already seen it. Why? Because he went ahead of you looking for the best place to camp, which is to rest, looking for the best place to camp. Guiding you with a pillar of fire by night and a pillar of cloud by day. Through each place in your life, there is a strategy for victory. Just be grateful. Grateful for one that he took time outside of time. Let me repeat that. Grateful for one that he took time outside of time because time doesn't, time, he doesn't have to adjust himself to time. Time adjusts itself to him. So he stopped time. To go to his own place where where God is in in heaven. And he worked a specific strategy for you to win victory over everything that you're going through in life. And then then he put it, he let it loose here on earth and then it was activated. So be grateful for the one for one that he took time outside of time to orchestrate this moment to place you where he sees you winning and through that creates testimony through that creates endurance it creates faith it creates love it creates understanding which creates honor and glory for your father and the son who loves you deeper than the ocean beneath just let that sink in